Hi there and welcome to the Sketch Note podcast. Here's where we take you through the world of startups, productivity tools and personal development. So, let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about grit, about determination, about a never say die attitude, about being able to say I will go ahead and still do it when things don't go in your favor. When your heart is at war against your mind, when your mind says stop, but your heart says there's something here. Let's go for it. Let's find out how far we can push the limits. And I'm going to explore this grit, this determination, this never say die attitude through the lens of a man called Nadeem Makram and a company he founded. You must be familiar with this one. It's called Gojek. It was the year 2010. Nadeem had returned back to his home city of Jakarta, Indonesia after gaining an MBA from Harvard. And here's where he found a problem, right in the heart of his city. The infamous Jakarta traffic jams. A heavily populated city, Jakarta at one point ranked number 10 in the most congested cities of the world. Think back-to-back traffic jams, bumper-to-bumper traffic and inevitable delays to get anywhere you wanted. Now, there was somewhat of an informal public transport facility available in Jakarta. It was on the back of two-wheelers that could zip through the crazy traffic really quickly. The riders would pick you up and drop you off to your destination. And these guys were called Ojeks. Sounds simple enough, right? Well, not quite. Here's how the model really worked. Ojeks are young and middle-aged motorcycle riders. They'd mostly be found outside crowded areas like shopping malls and offices, where they could find more customers. They'd frequently be found smoking Kretek the Indonesian cloud cigarette. They wait for a customer to approach them and then they'd settle on a price. As if this haggling and informality wasn't enough, the Ojeks also had to deal with territorial warfare as well as mafia issues. And here's when Nadim realized the potential to mobilize an ages-old system and try to make it more modern. Gojek had a modest start as a low-tech social impact company that first began with a call center for these motorcycle taxis. In the words of Nadim, Gojek was conceived as a social enterprise that is focused on increasing driver income. He also thought that he could potentially apply newly developed business models from Silicon Valley to sort the endless Jakarta masset or traffic issues. Besides helping underemployed motorcycle drivers make a decent living by better matching supply and demand, it was a worthy social impact goal for a socially conscious young entrepreneur like Nadim. It was also something that MBAs hankered after. I mean, come on. It was a real-life problem that could only be solved with determined execution. And so, Nadim went for it. Uber for tropics, anyone? You'd think this was enough. And Nadim would have the dream start he hoped Gojek would always get. But it wasn't so. Traction was far, far away. And Gojek was not scaling. The company was launched with 20 drivers and a call centre. And it languished this way for over four years. Nadim, meanwhile, was determined to not give up on Gojek. While keeping the company alive, he continued working at Rocket Internet as well as other local digital ventures. Nadim had the right instinct while building. He didn't work on Gojek in isolation. He kept the Ojeks at the centre of it all and frequently interacted with them. He met up with them, taking in the sweet aroma of the Kretek as they waited for customers to approach them. The customer discovery homework was on point. 
now the more he understood the buyer persona the more nadim realized the need for ojack drivers to be easily visible and recognizable so he fitted them with their now iconic bright green jackets and bright green helmets that sported a large gojack logo it not only stood out it also showed them as professional riders but there was still a big big issue with the plan and nadim knew it there was no tech no app gojack was still an offline social enterprise in fact gojack had topped the global entrepreneur program indonesia held in bali they received the first prize in the non tech category now nadim was nothing if not gritty and tenacious he held on to the idea of gojack being a super app but he didn't scale well enough to leave a well paying full time job just yet he just persisted with his dream for years and years good things come to those who wait cut to 2014 uber had decided to enter southeast asia and gojack's local rivals too had made waves they were called grab now dear listeners was the time nadim had been waiting for investors had truly decided to reconsider and start to take a look at gojack's potential it was also when nadim's wait to ride that big wave was finally coming to an end they say fortune favors the bold and nadim dared to get lucky he took this opportunity to raise a seed round from nsi now called open space ventures he was entering a new phase and needed an air of freshness in his team too so he reshuffled his founding team and brought in kevin aluvi from rocket internet as a cfo aluvi joined nadim's schoolmate michelangelo moran and that was the founding team of gojek sealed nadim now had money in the bank and wind behind his sails and now he was ready to make gojek tech first He built the first mobile app for Gojek that became an instant hit. Orders went from 3000 a day to 100000 a day. His patience had paid off and Gojek was truly a rocket. Raising Series A was a piece of cake after this and investors were always left wanting more of the goodness. Within 2 years in 2016, Gojek had become Indonesia's first ever unicorn. But Nadim wasn't satisfied. Here's what he did. Gojek's digital product play was about bundling a bunch of different services on top of a last mile delivery network. Forget about an app for this and an app for that. From being an offline zombie, Gojek went all the way to the other extreme. It became a super app powered by an army of tech engineers it could now afford to pay. Millions of Jakartans were already using Gojek to hail rides. Nadim simply added food delivery, bill payments and other services to it. Smart, right? When you think about it, what really is a startup at the core of it? It's a way to solve people's problems. And Gojek realized that since the Indonesian ecosystem was in its infancy, they were in a unique position to solve a host of everyday problems for their users. Cross-selling a new service to an existing user had a CAC of 0 while it helped increase the company's LTV. No wonder investors were queuing up for the chance of investing in Gojek. You'd think that with his ingenious idea and a distinguished CV, Nadim would have it easier to build this. I mean, he was a Harvard MBA, ex-McKinsey, ex-Rocket founder. He was even selected as a global shaper by the World Economic Forum. Despite this, it took him years to secure the funding needed. It's not the case of I guess Indonesia doesn't have wealthy investors. 
nope not true but this was 2010 most of the investment went into the natural resources sector if you had a coal mine on the island of borneo you were more likely to get funded than if you were a social startup indonesia didn't have enough homegrown tech success stories back then anyway it was hard to even get developers there what was crazier was that nadim's own harvard classmate malaysian born anthony tan was building a rival giant while he struggled with this it was called grab now when someone tells you the story of gojek you also have to listen to the story of grab let's take a quick segue and tell you a little story about friends and rivals both nadim and anthony started their mobility startups based on uber's model in fact both had the same idea while pursuing their mba but anthony was luckier to find backers from his family and friends and better funding in singapore he also didn't have to compete against palm oil plantations and zinc mines for funding anthony was clear he wanted grab in indonesia too and in 2014 when softbank invested a huge amount into grab things got even more competitive grab hoped to become southeast asia's leading super app for gojek it made a lot of sense to add adjacent services like food delivery since it went hand in hand with motorcycle taxi services and micropayments gofood and gopay launched in 2016 remain gojek's most powerful verticals gopay with rivals ovo is currently competing in the b2c micropayments market in indonesia together they control over 50% of the sector no prizes for guessing who controls ovo that's right grab and softbank Gojek's eternal rivals. Both Grab and Gojek have inspired entrepreneurs around the world. Rappi in Colombia is kind of like the Latin American Grab. Entrepreneurs in Africa too are looking at Gojek keenly. Gozem, founded by two Frenchmen, specifically got inspired from Gojek. They aim to replicate the super app concept in West Africa. In more mature markets, the idea of unbundling apps has been the norm in the last decade. but the story is much much different in emerging markets when you have almost a million users cross selling related vertical services makes a lot more sense and that's why nadeem's idea was a hit here in indonesia the inspiration was china not silicon valley apps like wechat and alipay have features that are much more similar to southeast asian super apps than silicon valley startups it also explains tencent wechat's parent company's interest in gojek and why it invested of spare hundreds of millions of dollars that's mostly about how gojek grew and nadeem's grit paid off but where's nadeem now he left gojek in 2019 and now serves as indonesia's education minister isn't that wonderful gojek's story has been one of grit and of determination we hope you've been as inspired by gojek and nadeem as we were when we first heard about it until next time i'm nishtha and this has been the sketch note podcast